You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo! Utah, give me two. What's up, people? It's Michael Govier here. It's a Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, of course. Two L's, give me two. two Z's. I am here live at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can be watching this in a replay anytime you want to. And that's great news. You can watch all of our shows on the Palazzo Podcast YouTube at any time. YouTube has reformatted a tad, though. Now we have different sections. We've got videos, live, and shorts. So they've been divvied up and put into their proper buckets. So be aware of this as we move forward. Also, YouTube is becoming more of a social media hangout place with their community set up and their posts now. You can do a post about anything, just like you would on uh, Twitter by doing a tweet or Facebook. It's that simple. The dog is barking. I wonder if you guys can hear that. Yoshi! Yoshi! Come on now! I'm recording. Sorry about that. Anyways, I'm here, and I know a lot of people are stunned that the dog would be annoyed. We're going to talk about hey, Arizona Fall League. I'm back. I was there in Arizona for First Pitch Arizona, brought to you by Baseball HQ. Round of applause for Baseball HQ. They did the damn thing. Fantastic. Had a great time. If you've never gone out to Arizona Fall League at all, or you've never been to First Pitch, which is a conference where there's a ton of panels by all kinds of different people in fantasy baseball, uh, 
it's a lot of fun. So this was bigger than the last year I went, which was in 2021, my first. So there was more people to see than, frankly, I didn't see everybody. I saw Derek Cardi again, like I saw him last year, but I still didn't get a chance to say hello and meet him. But I do know what he looks like. So, Derek, I know you're out there, and I hope you're doing well. Also, I want to apologize to uh, Mr. Anderson, the prospects master. He introduced himself to me at the ball game we were at, I think on Friday night, while we were watching that game where there's that gaggle of uh, housewives from nurses. Really, they were nurses from Omaha. They were louder than hell, and they were distracting everybody in a fun way, I guess. But that game, Mr. Anderson said hello to me, shook his hand, and I didn't know what he looked like, so... I owe you an apology. I'm very sorry about that. It was an honest mistake. This does happen when you meet people in real life that you've never met in real life before. So even if you've interacted with them on Twitter, I've never done a show with Anderson. So, you know, I just, I felt kind of weird about it and bad after the fact. So James Anderson, I believe that was you, right? I'm sorry. I apologize and I'll do better. I've got a lot of work to do. You're a really, really good prospect writer and analyst overall. So you've already got respect and you don't need me for validation. But I just want to let you know that I apologize for not giving you more of my time in that moment. It was a hectic, crazy moment at the baseball game that night. So that's what happens at first pitch. A lot of people coming at you. You're meeting new people for the first time and you're reconnecting and you're trying to have conversations with as many people as you can in a three to four day span. It's not easy. Okay. Just Bob's here. Hi. What's up, Just Bob? Those Dolphins are on a tear, aren't they? Man, Dolphins are the, one of the most exciting teams in the NFL. Yes, 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 yes. It's pretty cool. Man, I love what every Dolphins game is must-watch TV. Jamie says, hell, I thought this was going to be at 6.30 start. Boo! Sorry about that, buddy. Yeah, I, I moved it up. I was going to do this later at 7.30, but I had to do it earlier because I got to give more of my time to my girlfriend. Seriously. And I don't want to distract from that. So I had the time now. I'm doing it. And we're going to talk about the Arizona Fall League. Like I said, we'll talk every NFL game for week 10 in the NFL. The NFL is a nightmare. I mean, what a disaster. What a hellish season it's been. This is the NFL. This is the audio version of the NFL right now. It's awful. Betting on the NFL this year is brutal. Someone's going to tell you that I'm making a killing this year because I'm seeing the angles. Good for them. That's not me. I usually do really well, especially with NFL parlays. I'll hit a couple, at least four or five four-teamers every year. And not been able to do that so far. Missed by one last week. Damn Buffalo Bills. When are you going to learn, Mike? This is a lesson when it comes to sports gambling. When will I learn? I know that chasing the dragon is bad, right? It is. It's not something you want to do. It's a dangerous move, right? So when you bet on a team like the Buffalo Bills at minus 11, the Jets are the home team. You don't want to take a road dog like that either. Taking a road dog in the NFL as a double-digit favorite is not smart. Eight times out of 10, it's not going to work. And I know that, but I was like, oh, the Bills are really going to get it together for this one. Even though I've been making the Jets a priority bet for most of the season. I won when they, when they beat the Packers easy on the road. I won that one. I was surprised they beat Denver on the road, but they still did that too. And Zach Wilson sucks. He's terrible, but it doesn't matter. And actually, his fourth quarter numbers are not bad. If you look at Zach Wilson in the fourth quarter, they're pretty decent. So maybe that's the recipe. Zach Wilson, just don't play god-off over three quarters. The defense will dominate. Sauce Gardner is the master. He's a master class when it comes to playing cornerback. 
But Zach Wilson, his teammate, continues to let him down. But Sauce is like, it doesn't matter. We'll just move on from it because we're going to win this game no matter what. And that's what they did against Josh Allen, who now is a UCL injury is serious. In baseball, we talk Tommy John. If you have a UCL injury, you could be out for a year and a half. We don't know how serious the tear is with Josh Allen. But as someone who's had a UCL tear before in my throwing arm, some people have compared me to Josh Allen. We look alike, so I can understand why people would make that mistake. But it's no joke. Just Bob says he had priority in waivers this week. I got fields, and then I packaged him with Mooney for Waddle. Wow, dude. Holy cow. Well done, Just Bob. I like that. Although I love fields and Mooney, frankly. I really do. But if you think they're going to slide down a hill then getting Waddle in that offense is a great call. Uh, Keg Car is here. What's up, Keg Car? I have Mahomes, Saquon, Etienne, Jeff, J. Jeff, that's Jefferson, of the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson. He's the man. Kenneth Walker, I'm 5-4. and four. I'm one in game. You're 5-4 and four with Mahomes, Saquon, Etienne, Jefferson, Pittman, and Kenneth Walker? Wow. That is stunning information. Wow, dude. I'm one game back from the playoff. I got offered Mahomes, Kenneth, ETN for Herbert, CMC, Amari Cooper, Waddle. Okay, so you're one game back of the playoff. You got a loaded roster, in my opinion. But somebody wants Mahomes, Kenneth Walker, who's going to be the offensive rookie of the year, ETN, who has taken off in the backfield for the Jags. So you're giving up those three guys, Mahomes, Walker, and ETN. Those are big pieces to move for Justin Herbert. Herbert versus Mahomes. Let's break it down. Right now, there is a big difference. So if you're betting on the fact that Herbert's going to be better the rest of 2022, then that's worth it to do that. But we also have to factor in, what is the deal with that rib cartilage? I mean, he's played every week. He plays all the time. He's never out of the game. But how much has it really impacted his season? Or is it the lack of those stud weapons? No Mike Williams, no Keaton Allen. Does that matter? Is that the problem here? You have to make that decision. I happen to think the best is yet to come for the Chargers offense. So... I just don't know if I want to give it Mahomes because he's so good. Other part of this deal would be Christian McCaffrey, Amari Cooper, and Waddle. I would love to have Christian McCaffrey. He's the focal point of their offense now. Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson coming back, the king of all pricks. Uh, Yeah, he's a scumbag who has failed in life completely and totally, but... You have failed. He can throw the football, so I I do have to recognize that. I can't deny that. So Amari Cooper will have more value. And then, of course, Waddle with Tua... They just have such a connection. It's an Alabama Crimson Tide connection between Waddle and Tua. It just never fails. So, I don't want to give up Kenneth Walker, though, because he's as advertised. He's as good as he looks. That's the problem here. I think I'm going to... (sighs) Boy, that's tough. That's a tough call. I can't blame him for doing the trade if you want to do it because you're getting back Waddle and CMC alone, and then the bonus of... Herbert probably playing close to Mahomes in the second half of the season. Look at the playoff matchups. That's the key thing you should look at here. What is the difference between Mahomes and Herbert's playoff matchups? I think that's something I really want to know before I make the final decision on this trade. It's a pretty balanced trade overall, and you're getting good stuff in return by giving up Mahomes and Kenneth Walker. I just don't know. If it's something you need to do, I know you're one game out of the playoffs, so you're like, I want to make the playoffs. I get that. Justin Herbert's playoff weeks are as follows. Let's see. He's got uh, week 15. He's got Tennessee at home. Week 16 at 
Indianapolis, and then Week 17, home against the Rams. So Tennessee, Indianapolis, and the Rams. Tennessee's pass defense sucks. Mahomes torched them, even though he didn't throw for a lot of touchdowns last Sunday night. So it's a pretty tasty playoff matchups for Herbert. So maybe that's enough to put you over the top on this trade. I think this is a fascinating trade. And I could probably talk about this for another 20 minutes, but I'm going to move on from that, Ked Carr. Let me know what you end up doing. I think you should... I can't say yes or no on that because there's a lot of balance on each side. I'm just saying it's pretty much an even trade. And if you like the playoff matchups, that'll be the X factor there. There you go. All right, Big Trev in the house with Kyler Questionable. Do I start... T-Law, or do I hold back and play Kyler unless he is confirmed out? Hmm. Trevor Lawrence against the, the Chiefs. I like it. I, I would play Trevor Lawrence against the Chiefs. I would rather play Trevor Lawrence the rest of the way than Kyler Murray because the Cardinals are a mess. The Jaguars got a huge win against the Raiders. I think it reinstilled confidence. And the Chiefs' defense is nothing incredible, especially against the pass. They're pretty good against the run. But against the pass, the Chiefs can be had. And I think Trevor Lawrence will do the damn thing. It's going to be a good call. Start Trevor Lawrence this weekend. Lock it in. Luca Magic. Cousins or Danny Dimes? Cousins against the Bills in Buffalo? Or Danny Dimes? The man, the myth, the legend. Hmm. I'm wondering what you think about this. I think Minnesota continues to win. It's amazing. I don't know how they do it. Can't trust it! But they do still win games every week. Just when you think the Minnesota Vikings are about to lose, nope, they win again. And Kirk Cousins, with TJ Hawkinson in the fold now, I think his value increases even more, which is surprising, but very true, okay? So I I thought Hawkinson was a total bogus first-round pick for the Lions. I'm a Bozo Lions observer here in Metro Detroit. not going to call myself a fan. I won't do it. I won't. But the Giants are hosting the Texans, and that's a pretty juicy matchup as well. So I can't blame you for starting Danny Dimes, especially with the Giants coming off a bye and Dayball has time to prepare. But I also think that Kirk Cousins is going to, he's not going to play a great game. So yeah, I'll go Danny Dimes. Let's switch it up. Let's go Danny Dimes over Cousins this week. I like the matchup a little bit better. That's what I know. Just Bob says Herbert has a great second half schedule if he gets his guys. There you go. See, more support for that trade. My man, Keg Carr. Luca Magic says, help him, five and four. Half PPR, 12 man. Changes, Cousins, Etienne Walker, Evans, Brown, Godair, Chubb, Sutton, Allen Robinson, Brian Robinson, Rasheed White, Deion Jackson, Danny Dimes. I feel like this is somebody who's messing with me here. Right? Are you messing with me? Because sometimes people come in here under these names and they love screwing with me. I'm going to come back to that one. Trey says, evening, brother, full PPR. Judy or Josh Palmer? Also, who do I drop for Dak, Pitts, or Dylan? Thanks and good luck this week. Okay, well, Trey, great to have you here. Welcome in. Love when people come aboard here on the new show. Shout out to you, Trey. Shout out to all the newcomers today. Make sure you guys all subscribe to the YouTube while you're here. And then this is also put out in a podcast version if you so desire. But full PPR, Judy or Josh Palmer? Also, who do I drop for Dak, Pitts, or Dylan? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Judy or Josh Palmer? For me, it's Josh Palmer. Even with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams eventually coming back, I just trust that offense a lot more. And Judy wasn't traded, so he's stuck there. Unless you're banking on a Broncos revival, which I am not. Russell Wilson is not the guy he was. And 
Nate Hackett, head coach of the Broncos, is not a good coach, unfortunately. They got a great defense, the Denver Broncos do, but otherwise, that's it. But at the same time, I do like to buy low, so I'm kind of torn. Maybe Josh Palmer gets less opportunities when everybody's healthy, but how long will it be before all the Chargers wide receivers are finally healthy here? How long can you wait for that? This, I mean, right now, this week, I'm going Josh Palmer for sure, and longer term... Maybe I'll go Judy, but I don't love it. But this week, I'll go Josh Palmer. Also, for the second part of your question, who do I drop for Dak, uh, Pitts or Dylan? I don't want you to regret dropping Kyle Pitts if he starts to get it together. But the problem is, nobody can get him the football. So that's a real issue, okay? And Just Bob says here, Pitts has no support. That's right. That's what I was just saying. Jamie says, I started Pitts last night, and that was a fail. Wah, wah. Yeah, where's the, uh, let me hit the button on that. So, there you go. You have failed. Yeah, that's just for you, Jamie. <laughs> but, I so Dylan, the, the Packers are a mess. So, the, the Packers aren't the Packers we thought they would be this season. So, I think I'd rather drop Dylan than Pitts. But, I can't blame you for either one. Either way... I don't think it matters. I really don't. I think you drop either one of these guys and you're fine with it. A lot of people dropped Darren Waller this season. He's been universally dropped because he didn't do anything. And I think a similar case will be made for Kyle Pitts. Unless there's a quarterback change, if Desmond Ritter comes in and relies heavily on his tight end second half of the season, can you see that playing out? Because I can see that playing out. Even though Arthur Smith says, we will not change quarterbacks no matter what. No, 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 no. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Can't trust it. Yeah, I don't trust that. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, drop Pitts or Dylan. If you want me to pick one between the two, uh, drop Dylan. Just because the floor is going to get lower and lower, and the ceiling is a little higher with Pitts. But you're chasing the dragon with that dude also. Uh, my guy says, do I trade Zeke for Amari Cooper? If not, should I start Curtis or Zeke at flex? Because Zeke might be limited. <clears throat> hmm. Zeke or Cooper this week? Or do I trade Zeke for Cooper? I would. Well, what's your running back situation? We need to know more about who's left in the running back pen on your roster, my guy. Because if we don't know that, I can't tell you that. But if you want to know in a vacuum, I would trade Zeke for Cooper. I would. Amari Cooper's best, best games of the season are coming along soon. He's getting ready to... Fly high. I believe that. The Browns are going to be playing better football. They saved their season recently by beating Cincy on Monday Night Football. And I think the Browns will be trending upwards. And Amari Cooper will be a big part of that. Uh, if I don't do that trade, you said, should I start Curtis or Zeke at flex? Because Zeke might be limited. Yeah. Hmm. You know, the thing with Zeke and the Cowboys, they're playing the Packers. That's a fun matchup. I like it because the Packers are a mess. But um, I don't know. I that's a tough call. Are you saying Curtis? You mean Curtis Samuel, the wide receiver for Washington? I want to clarify who Curtis is. I would start Samuel over Zeke if Zeke is going to be limited. But I I just want to get away from Zeke. I'm not, I can't trust him rest of the season. I'm not feeling it. So that's all I know on that one. We covered this, all uh, right? Also, Pitts has no support, you're right. I just keep thinking that Ritter will take over at some point. That's what I just said, Trey, yeah. Before I read this comment, I was just telling you that. Fingers crossed, yes. So, that's why I said drop Dylan over Pitts. It's a tight one. It's really tight, but we'll see. Jamie says, uh, 
Keenan Allen has fucked me this year. He's been in the line of Michael Thomas. He needs to get healthy so he can be out on the field. Keenan Allen's been a nightmare. Yeah, it's been a real bummer. No doubt about it. My guy says Chubb and Connor. Okay, so there was he's got Zeke to trade for Cooper. He's got Chubb and Connor. Those are nice backups. Connor, I'm not as thrilled about. Chubb, I'm very thrilled about. So if you're starting two running backs in your league, you could roll those two out, move Zeke, and bring in Cooper. You really could. I like that call. Just Bob says, I dropped Thomas a week before we went on IR. <laughs> Good for you, Just Bob. Just Bob's always ahead of it. He's always ahead of it. It killed me. Oh, yeah, he killed you with his lack of playing time. That's true. Michael Thomas for the Saints has been a sad. Although, remember he had the two-touchdown game in like the first two weeks of the season, and everybody got fired up like, oh, my God, Michael Thomas, look what he's doing. Whatever, motherfucker. Yeah, that's really what it is. <laughs> Lucas says, can you go back to my question? All right, sure, why not? I, I had a feeling that maybe it was, it's such a loaded question. I mean, you want to change out Cousins? Cousins is a solid quarterback. This is half PPR, 12-man league, by the way. Love ETN. I love Walker. I love Evans. I love A.J. Brown. I love Dallas Godere. I love Chubb. I don't like Sutton. I don't like Allen Robinson. I love Brian Robinson. I love Rashad White. I don't like Deion Jackson. And I like Danny Dimes. So you could make all kinds of changes if you wanted to. I just told you who I liked and who I didn't. That's pretty much all I can do there. If you give me a possible trade scenario that you're looking at, then I can give you more information. But otherwise, that's all I got. All right. My guy says, thank you. You're welcome. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube here. That's all we ask for. You just click the subscribe button. That's all you got to do, and then go live your life elsewhere. Hit the like button, too, as a bonus. That'd be nice. That's it. I love doing this show, and I love... We get a lot of new people that show up and ask questions about fantasy football, and I'm here for it. I love it. It's a good time. Good times, noodle salad. You guys know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, have a Coors. Coors. Or maybe you're a Bushman. Yeah, Bush is not good at all. That's putting it mildly. Oh, by the way, so I was—I was, I had this in my head earlier. Do you guys remember this? Who remembers this? Check this out. It's coming right up. I couldn't get out of my mind. It was nonstop. NFL Football '94. Yeah. <laughs> This is so dumb, man. I used to play the shit out of this game. Sometimes I'll walk around the house any given moment of the year and just say, NFL Football 94, just like Jack Buck. Man, it was so much fun. That game was not good, though. It looked like it was really good. Joe Montana Sports Talk Football 94 version, not good. It all changed, though, when they redid the format the next year. So I love retro sports video games. I played a lot of them in the plane when I flew out to Arizona Last week, I was doing it all the way out there. Made my flight much easier. I got an emergency exit seat, too. I'll pay extra for it because I don't fly a lot. So when I do fly, make sure I get that emergency exit seat for more legroom. And I just fire up the old emulator on my laptop, and I have a ball. Three and a half hours, four hours, no problem. Now, on the way back, I flew Frontier. And i got to tell you this right now. I will never, ever fly Frontier Airlines again. Never. No, never again. I mean, you got to be kidding me. That was a nightmare. They don't have outlets. They don't have outlets. You can't plug in your laptop or your phone to charge. Not even one outlet in a seat. Even the front seat. I paid extra for a more roomier seat in the front. They still don't have outlets. I know Frontier is a cheap airline. I get that. But what the hell? 
It's 2022. You can't put one outlet per seat. Man, that really bummed me out. And then I was just stuck with my own thoughts because my battery crapped out of my laptop after like an hour and 10 minutes. And I was just sitting there looking out the window, wondering what it all meant. Oh, God, that was terrible. Never doing Frontier again. Ew, ew, ew. Wow, dude. Yeah, trust me. Frontier Airlines, you'll never get my business ever again. You can lock that in. Uh, all right, we had uh, Luca Magic said, ETN, he had all these guys. Any trades or take the L? Uh, next week, Evans, ETN, and Walker on a buy. I mean, you could, you have to give me a trade scenario. That's how this works. I mean, I could, you could trade. I wouldn't trade Kenneth Walker. I wouldn't trade Mike Evans. I wouldn't trade A.J. Brown. I wouldn't trade Dallas Godair. I wouldn't trade Nick Chubb. I would trade Sutton. I would trade Allen Robinson. I would not. I would trade Brian Robinson to upgrade if somebody was really into him. Rashad White, I think, is going to get more opportunities in Tampa. And then Deion Jackson, you know, he's, uh, I think he's out this week, right? There is no Deion Jackson. He's going to be unavailable. I saw that on my phone earlier. But I do like Deion Jackson when there is no Jonathan Taylor. And there continues to be no Jonathan Taylor. So, be that as it is, do as you will. Make a trade, move on from some of those guys. But the other guys, I told you, I would not trade those guys unless you're getting tremendous value in return, all right? It's really important. Just Bob says, I think I just subbed. <laughs> Very funny, Just Bob. We know Just Bob has subbed a long time ago. He's always pushing the likes, too. Just Bob, you are a great patron of this show. I want to give you a round of applause, buddy. Thank you for all that you do, truly. If you guys like this show and you've never rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts or it was also known as iTunes, could you please do that? Please. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Trying to help the show grow. I've been in and out so busy, but now I'm not going anywhere for the rest of the football season. So I know I could finish strong, lock in a schedule here and talk about football. But I do want to mention some of the Arizona Fall League stuff I saw because I was out there for Arizona Fall League and first pitch and I've Met so many people, had great conversations. It was a really good time. Finally met D. Mendy and Marty Tallman and the Triple Play guys. Doc in person. Met Sarah Sanchez in person for the first time. She's great. These are all people you should be following on Twitter. It was just a, a Lauren Auerbach. I met her finally in real life. It was great to talk to her. Got to see my man Woody up from the, the deep, deep recesses of Canada. And I met Tim McLeod. He's from Canada, too. So he knows a lot about prospects. And I talked to Matthew Thompson, another prospects guru. He told me he had this question about, would you rather? He, he told it to me in a couple different ways. He said, uh, appreciate you, Mike. Of course, Bob, you know, I appreciate you. He, he, he says he asked every prospect he interviews, would you rather listen to any song on earth forever that you ever wanted to? But they all had, they always had to be sung by Pitbull. Okay, so you could listen to any song you wanted to at any time, but it had to be done by Pitbull, not the original band, or listen to one song for the rest of your life. So I'm curious what you guys think. Would you rather listen to any song at any time, but it had to be done by Pitbull, or one song forever? Only get to listen to one song. I chose one song forever. I'm not a Pitbull guy, so that's just me. Uh, Okay, all right. That would be cool. Jamie says... I'm just trying to get on with Govier tonight. Well, yeah, but I ended up doing this earlier. Oh, here we go. We got a fresh one. Madi Kubisi. How are you doing, Madi Kubisi? I traded Pitts and Pierce for Andrews. Did I win? Yes. Yes. 
maybe? Uh, Damian Pierce is the focal point of that Houston offense. So that's the challenge here, okay? That's huge. Getting Mark Andrews the best tight end in football? Or is it Kelsey? It's probably Kelsey by a nose. So he's the second best tight end in football. He's no slouch. But I like Isaiah Likely a lot. And with Andrews' uncertainty around the injuries, I do wonder if it's worth it. But Pitts is a mystery. Pierce is a, a house. Damian Pierce is a hog. He hogs that football all day long. Uh, Mati says he also has Walker and Jacobs as well. Hmm. Okay, well, knowing that, those are two solid plays. Okay. Yeah, then that's all right trade. I can see why you did that. Mark Andrews for the stretch run in the playoffs. If you're already in a position where you think you'll make the playoffs, it's a good trade. I like it. But I do love Isaiah Likely, and I know Baltimore loves Isaiah Likely, and he might be more involved. There might be, Maybe they'll see more 12 personnel sets, the two tight end situations going forward in Baltimore. I would like to see that because with Rashad Bateman out for the year, their wide receivers are a mess now, and the tight ends really are the strength. Their quarterback, tight ends, and running backs are the strength of the Baltimore offense, and that's what matters. Good to have you here, Amadi. Make sure you subscribe if you're a newcomer. You do look like a newcomer. I don't think we've met before. I love the questions. Uh, he also says, I have Njoku and Pat Freermuth. Oh, I love Freermuth. It's just Pittsburgh's offense sucks, but I love Pat Freermuth so much. He was my favorite tight end pick coming into 2022, and I really thought that no matter who the quarterback was, Pickett or Trubisky in Pittsburgh, that Freermuth would get dumped to a lot again and again and again. And that just didn't seem to happen so far this year. There's been moments where he, he's racked up receptions, not a lot of yards, but the touchdowns are not there. You have failed. Yeah, I guess I failed with that one, but I do love Pat Freermuth, and I like Njoku a little bit. So I actually would have liked to have rolled with Freermuth, but... And Damian Pierce. But then you had Pitts. Yeah, so you got a lot of tight ends, actually. You got a bunch of tight ends. So it was a good call to move Pitts because you have tight ends galore that are less sexy as a name, right? But they'll be more productive than Pitts. And that's the key here. Pitts is fool's gold. He's going to constantly fool everybody because of the name, because he was such a high draft pick, and he's so talented. But there's tight ends that will produce a lot more than Pitts with less name recognition. So I like the trade. That's a good call. Nice job, Marty. Marty says, thinking about stacking up Andrews with another player for CMC. Mm, I like that a lot. I'd rather have CMC than Andrews. And I don't think you need to add much more. Andrews and, uh, I don't know, Andrews and a wide receiver or a very a lesser running back for CMC because you're already giving up a lot with Andrews because he's a stud. And I, I definitely want CMC for sure. Marty says, and I'm new. Just subscribed. All right. Hell yeah, Marty. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. We got a Discord, too, by the way. I haven't mentioned that. You can follow us on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. And the Discord. Give me two. Is totally free. The Discord link's at the top of the Twitter feed. Same deal, two L's, two Z's. We talk football on the Discord all the time. We talk baseball. We talk food. We talk whatever's on our mind. There's a bunch of channels, so you'll never be bored in the Discord. Just ask Just Bob or Jamie, I assure you. Good to have you here, Marty. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, we got Hudbold12 says, Mooney, D. Smith, or A.J. Dillon, full PPR. I need one for flex. Hmm. I like Mooney a lot. I really do. I keep playing Mooney. Last week, I did a DFS stack, and I can't believe it didn't win. I had Fields, Mooney, and Komet. I played Komet heavily, and I picked up Komet in a couple leagues. 
I was very pro Komet. He wasn't as bad as he was he was producing. There was more to get out of him. And we saw a two-touchdown game from him against the Dolphins. So I like Mooney, I do, but uh, not Dylan. I'm not playing Dylan. Uh, it's either Smith or Mooney here. Devonta Smith, always a must-start in my opinion. I don't care who the Eagles are playing. So I, I think you should really flip a coin on that because you know, the Bears, they're playing my Bozo Lions. It's a really good matchup for Daryl Mooney. I don't know why you wouldn't want to start Mooney against my Bozo Lions. Don't be fooled by last week's game. They don't play good defense. It's just that Aaron Rodgers threw two goal line interceptions. Two. Two of the worst goal line interceptions you will ever see, by the way. And usually it goes the other way for my Lions. They always get screwed or they screw themselves. That's putting it mildly. So I'm shocked that it went that way, but it did. And it's not going to happen two weeks in a row. Now, be careful of the weather here. It's officially November. And even though it was 70 degrees yesterday here in Michigan... It's cooling down, and it's going to get much colder this weekend. Chicago, same deal. So I like Mooney, but I can't blame you if you want to start Devonta Smith because the Eagles are awesome. They're home Monday night against Washington, and they're 8-0. So I just feel like the better matchup is Mooney against my Bozo Lions. So I'm going to stick with that, even though Devonta Smith is probably the better, more talented player. Marty says, love the cheers. Oh, yeah, we got all kinds of buttons here, man. We love giving support. So more round of applause. That's for you. That's for you, my friend. That's for you, Marty. We'll do that for everybody because nobody is above anybody here. We're all equal doing our thing. We're all hanging out. We're all living life. Lock it in. There we go. That's a bottom line. Fact. So Yeah, I know. Some people are surprised by it, but we try to keep it real here. Marty says, Jerry Judy or George Pickens? This one is tough. I think Judy versus George Pickens... Isn't as tough as it looks, though. Is it, Marty? What do you think? I wonder what you think, Marty. Tell me. Because the Broncos are not a good team. And they don't play good offense. They're at Tennessee. Tennessee's passing offense can, passing defense can be exploited. I said that earlier. But George Pickens and the Steelers are just not a good football team offensively either. So both of these teams are struggling offensively. So you decide, do you want the home team against the Saints with Pickens and the Steelers? Or do you want the road team against the Titans who just fought like hell to try to beat the Chiefs and couldn't quite pull it off? That was a tough break. I think the Saints are 3-6. and six. They're not very good. Um, I think I'd like to have George Pickens because he, every time he seems to get on the field, more and more he's making plays. So I'm going Pickens, yeah. I'm lucky. I think it's Pickens. Actually, I don't even think it's that close, Marty. I don't because of the struggles with Denver's offense. Jamie says, Pickens in capital letters. Start him. Oh, there you go. Marty says, you a Lions from? I'm from Detroit. What's up? Hey, really? No kidding. Yeah, Marty, I'm uh, I'm actually in Windsor at the moment. My girlfriend lives over here. So I I live over in Westland. I've lived all over uh, Detroit metro area. So, yeah, good to have a local here. Absolutely. Lions will break your heart every single week. Madi knows that. Uh, Madi's leaning on Pickens as well, Jamie. There you go. See, Jamie, you convinced him. He also says, I have Palmer, A.J. Brown, Lockett, Judy, and Pickens. Pick three. Woo. Well, you start Palmer, you start A.J. Brown, and you start Lockett probably, but they are playing in Germany. Remember, the Seahawks are playing an early game against the Bucks in Germany, not London, Germany. So, 
Will it be a strange game? Will players be out of sorts? You know, long flight over? I know they get pampered and their lives are nothing like our miserable little peon peasant lives that we live here. They get the best of everything. They're NFL players, right? So if anything, maybe pull Lockett and play Pickens. Maybe go Palmer, Brown, Pickens. But it's tough to bench Lockett and the Seahawks offense. That's really hard. I think Palmer and Brown are locks to start. And then you could pick between... Lockett or Pickens. It's definitely not Judy, though. So, JB says, I've been sticking by Pickens as he's been scoring when he does. Boom. That's true. That's what I'm saying. When Pickens gets on the field, he's making things happen. And Kenny Pickett likes him. I think he likes him as a target. So, no matter who the quarterback is in Pittsburgh, I think Pickens, especially with Chase Claypool gone, and we got to mention that. I don't think I've been on the air since the NFL trade deadline. That's huge. Chase Claypool's out of there. And now George Pickens is one of their, if not their go-to wide receiver in Pittsburgh now, right? Think about that. Consider that notion. We got to remember when trades get made and players get moved out from a position like that with Chase Claypool leaving, that's a bonus. That's bonus time for Mr. Pickens. Good call on that. Uh Marty says, Jamie, but Palmer looks like such a good start versus KC. Yeah, I think he is too. I think it's a... Wait, are you talking about uh, Josh Palmer, right? I want to make sure I have you right on that. Because the Chargers are on the road against San Francisco. San Francisco's defense could be good, but I still think they could be thrown on. And I think Josh Palmer will have himself a good day in San Francisco. Yeah, the Chargers are playing San Francisco. There you go. I just updated you, Matty. Chargers are at San Francisco on Sunday night football. I just dropped the Discord link in the live chat, by the way. If you guys are not in the Discord, there's the link. Just click it and join. It's totally, totally free. And we talk sports, football, baseball, fantasy, betting, big into betting too. I uh, just dropped, by the way, the Patreon's still alive and well. A couple of things that we should announce, I should have announced earlier in the show, is that we have the Justin Henry Malloy video, the full video interview. We posted the podcast version, so hopefully you listen to that. That was my very first time I get to sit down one-on-one with a professional baseball player. Justin Henry Malloy couldn't have been cooler, dude. What a great guy. Shout out to him and all that he did to make that happen. He's such a cool dude. He let us, he brought us, he brought me into his living room. I sat in Justin Henry Malloy's living room and we had a great discussion about what it's like to be playing in Arizona Fall League and he's a Braves prospect. So we talked about some of his other teammates he's played with in the Braves organization who are now major leaguers, like Vaughn Grissom, who he says always Always had that look, that feel. Vaughn Grissom was a born major leaguer. He was born for the spotlight. Justin Henry Malloy said that directly to us. So if you want to see the video version, you can watch it on our YouTube channel anytime you want to. And on the Patreon, I just dropped my college football picks for week 11 in college football. Every single game. Every damn game. I am clearly a nut and out of control. I don't know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> I have lost it. I'm, I pick every spread and every over-under for all the games in week 11 of college football. I don't know why I like to do that. I just can't help myself. It's a lot of fun. So that's probably why, because I just love picking every game. I don't play every game. I don't. But I pick every spread and every over-under. It's in an Excel sheet for you, now available on the Patreon. For as little as 3 bucks. you can find the Patreon link at... Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Yeah, I know, right? Pretty cool. It starts as little as three bucks. Utah. Two L's, two Z's. Find that Patreon. 
join now. I also do uh, I do an analysis of every Thursday night football game for DFS, and I do a full start, sit, avoid for every game in the NFL. And I'm going to be posting that uh, tomorrow where I'll go through every game and each team, and I'll tell you who's a must-start, who's iffy, and who's a no-go. No way in hell you should start. So I break it all down for you because I want you to win money. I want you to win your DFS tournaments. I want you to win each week in your fantasy leagues. And I want you all to prosper. I do. I really, really do. So gambling is risky. I mean, you can look at my plays for college football and see what I'm picking. You can also see my stuff at FTN. I make picks for college football, NBA, NFL. And they're all there if you sign up for an FTN subscription. And we got so many talented people there. If you're into DFS, if you're into season long, if you're into betting, we cover all three. So go to ftnbets.com. And if you sign up for a package, use the promo code MJGOVIER, G-O-V as in Victor, I-E-R, and start making some money with these people. Because not just me, these people are super, super analytical. They know what they're doing. We got the best in the business. Hey, Doc, what happened to your foot? What I don't understand is when you owe a bookie a lot of money and he, say, blows off one of your toes, you still owe the money. Doesn't seem fair to me. Yeah, it doesn't seem fair to me, Chevy. I agree. I mean, you already blew off his toe. Come on. Uh, Marty says, Jamie, no one is offering me good value for him, though. It's tough. And you guys are having a side chat over here? Okay, I see what's going on. Yeah, uh, I see. Very good. All right, so Arizona Fall League was awesome. Please check out that Justin Henry Malloy interview. It, it's not a boring interview. We tried to talk. He is candid and kept it real. And I learned a lot of things, even off wax, that I was grateful to have that time with him. He's such a cool dude, man. I even dropped him in. <laughs> his roommate is another Braves prospect, uh, Cade Bunnell. I dropped both of them off at the Home Run Derby in Mesa last Saturday after we did the interview. They don't have a car because, again, the reason we did that interview was all having to do with AdoptAMinorLeaguer.com. If you don't know what it is, please go to the website. Check out AdoptAMinorLeaguer.com. There's a lot of minor league players who don't have enough money to even eat because they don't get paid squat. There's a lot of myths and a lot of confusion and lies, frankly. A lot of propaganda about, hey, every baseball player who's a professional baseball player must be making at least 100 k a year, right? No, no, no. That is not what is happening at all. So please be aware of it. AdoptAMinorLeaguer.com. If you can help somebody out, like Ben helped Justin, that's a good thing. Just... $75 gift card here, you know, $30 Chick-fil-A gift card there. It matters and makes a difference for these guys, especially when they're on the road in a long season and they need something to eat. All right. So Arizona Fall League was incredible. What else can I say? I think a lot of my videos really summed it up quite well. If you missed any of those, you can go back to my Twitter feed and roll and scroll and check all of those out. But it was a great time. Please go next year. If you've never been, It's a, even if you don't love prospects, if you love baseball, there's a ton of panels for the first pitch put on Bay Baseball HQ that offers... I, I mean, I did a panel on Friday night with Nick Pollock and Jeff Zimmerman and Chris Clegg, who are all very knowledgeable dudes. Shout out to those guys. Show, show, show. That's for all three of them. And we had a great, great conversation about deep league starting pitching. So it's not just about prospects. It's about your upcoming fantasy season next year. Making plans now, focusing in on what your plan will be, what's your foundation for 2023. So that's reason alone to go. And on Sunday morning, I did a panel as an analyst with Ariel Cohen. Shout out to him. Hey, Ariel. How you doing there, buddy? Love Ariel. He's, he's so full of life. He's got so much 
to say. I love listening to him talk about anything. I listen to him talk about Jackie Mason, the uh, now-departed comedian from a lifetime ago. He can talk about anything. He's great. So me, him, and uh, Elaine DeLinardis. Shout out to Alan. First time getting to know him. We talked about partial season superstars in Major League Baseball in the Sunday morning panel. So guys like Clayton Kershaw, Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis Jr. We covered all of those guys, and we talked about how to value them, uh, what the room felt. You know, a lot of people in the room, we talked about Jacob deGrom, and when Rob Silver was moderating. Shout out to Rob. <laughs> Love Rob. Rob Silver's the man, the best moderator in the game. Kept the thing flowing. He kept us moving. I like that. And when he asked the room, which is about, I don't know, it was one of those big banquet rooms, you know, so there might have been like 50 people in there. And he had said, raise your hand if you're going to draft Jacob DeGrom this year. And I think two or three people did. So, as someone who's not into Jacob DeGrom, I'm mildly curious now because it looked like the public was not interested in DeGrom for 2023. So that, that enough for me is to rework what I'm thinking. Because if I, I like to go low, as I said, and I want to go contrarian, but not just for contrarian's sake, but when there's an opportunity to gain value because the public feels like someone's going to suck, if I feel that they won't suck and that their value is worth the price that you have to pay, then I'm going to do it. That's the key there. So that's the kind of stuff you get at first pitch. All these panels, there was so many more. I watched Vlad Settler do an NFBC heavy focus panel. It was great. I watched Alex Fast. Shout out to those guys. Alex Fast talked about this uh, game score and it's something he's working on so we can identify pitching and who's good and who isn't in longer stretches with more clarity. I still have to go back and like reevaluate what he said because I'm a moron, I guess, but he was really, really onto something. And a lot of the pictures he showed about the ones that were valuable and who weren't might be of interest to you. So that's why you got to go there. You go there for the socialization. If you love, like, having a few brews and talking baseball, that's great, too. Of course, the weather is gorgeous in Arizona, and there's baseball that you can go see. But if you don't even care about that, if you're just trying to make money and you want to be the best player you can be, then you should go to a conference like that because you want to gain edges or you at least want to know what's going on in the public and what all the other analysts are thinking. You want to be aware of it, right? So there you go. That's my spiel for why you should go to First Pitch Arizona. Oh, Jasper's here. What's up, buddy? My man. Good to see you here, Jasper. So glad you're here. I miss you. I feel like I don't see you as much on the videos. Some of our old crew. Oh, Chad's here. Chad says, I thought this was on later for some reason. Had to shake a food coma to make it fashionably late. Yeah, I changed it up, Chad. I went on earlier. Sorry about that. I had to change my schedule around. Chad says, oh, good. Jamie, you can put me back in the coma. There you go. Go to bed. Back to bed, Chad. Good night. All right. Now let's talk. Week 10 NFL. Let's cover every game. Let's dive into it. Let's not beat around the bush. So Thursday Night Football, I had the Panthers and the over. And I missed the over by two points because the over was 41. And the total score was 40 between the Panthers and the Falcons. That's the way it goes. But I got the Panthers side right. I took the plus two and a half. They just ran the ball with Foreman all night long. Foreman is now he's certainly a top 12 running back. Foreman creeping into top 10 running back status now. I forget Chuba Hubbard. He's there, but I'm not worried about it. And Blackshear, he had a few fantasy points last week in that blowout 
during garbage time against the Bengals. But don't worry about Blackshear. Nothing to worry about there. It's Foreman's backfield, and that's how it's going to be. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback now, but it does for us if you have DJ Moore because we want him to get more grabs. But it was rainy, and I don't know. I guess maybe that played a role. Panthers played good defense. They always do. That's why I like the Panthers' D last night in DFS. So there you go. That's a quick synopsis of what we saw Thursday. Let's move into Sunday. Like I said, we got a game in Germany. We got the Buccaneers and the Seahawks live, uncensored. You play to win the game. That's right, Herm, you do. The Bucs got a lucky win against the Rams last Sunday. Everyone's talking about what the hell the Rams were doing in that final drive where they didn't guard the sidelines. The Bucs had limited timeouts. They had no time, but they were able to drive all the way down the field and beat the Rams in one of the ugliest games. If you're watching a Bucks game or a Rams game, it's going to be ugly as hell. Just know that now. And when those two play together, that's about as ugly as it gets. Remember when the Bucs played the Packers earlier this year? That was ugly as hell, too. It's just, it's just a... Ugh. They're so dysfunctional, the Bucs, but they're taking on the Seahawks. In Germany, so it'll be 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, start time. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you. And I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Bucks got a big win. And... We saw Brady and Byron Leftwich embracing after the game. That's a good thing. It's good to see these days. You got to look out for body language and relationship status updates, like checking in on coach player interactions. Don't read into everything, but there are certain things you can glean from what you see. Okay? That's what I mean by that. And Leftwich has been under the hot seat as the offensive coordinator in Tampa, and there's been concerns there because they've been so underwhelming. And it's not just Brady either. You know, there's offensive line is a nightmare. So we can't just blame everything on Brady because we're used to such a high standard. And I'm not just saying that because I went to Michigan. Please know that. I'm just telling you the truth. I always keep it real. Chad says, I was thinking about trading the man, the myth, the legend, Jamison Williams for Alvin Kamara. Paid three first to get Jamison Williams, but a playoff push with Hertz, Jefferson, Eckler, Ramondre, Kenneth Walker, and Kamara is drool. So you want to drool over that? Is that what you're doing, Chad? I'm not sure what you're doing there. Uh, Don't be that guy. Oh, you can drool. It's okay. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with drooling. I drool every night when I sleep on my pillow. So, uh, Jamison Williams, yeah. I don't know if we're going to see him until week 13, week 12. I don't. Jamison Williams is still off a ways from playing because they have no reason to rush him now because the Lions suck, okay? They stink. We couldn't do diddly 
poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. Yeah, the Lions suck. So there you go. And you won't see Jameson Williams for a while yet. Maybe next month. Maybe they'll, maybe he'll make a debut. But there's no reason to rush him on the field. There's no reason to hurt the man when the Lions season is lost. Lock that in. And I will lock that in by hitting the lock button. Whoop. There you go. All right. Uh, Carmine says, should I trade Damian Pierce and Judy for Amon Ra and Rashad White? Damian Pierce, I mentioned earlier, he's a horse. He's a hog. Whatever word you want to use or whatever animal analogy you want to apply to Damian Pierce, they give him a lot of carries. And that's not going to change because Houston sucks. But you're getting Jerry Judy and Amon. Oh, wait. No, you're trading to Pierce and Judy for Amon Ra and Rashad White. Okay. Now, I would trade Judy because I think Judy's never going to get it going there. I'd rather have Amon Ra for sure, even though he's he's not been the Amon Ra that we got spoiled by early in the season and last year. And you get Rashad White, who I think is ascending. I've said that earlier, too. So, uh, yeah, it depends on who you got backfield-wise because getting rid of Pierce and taking on Rashad White will be a reduction in volume, and that's going to hurt you, even though I like White. But Amon Ra for Judy is an excellent exchange. So I need to know about what's on the bench, what else you got in your roster. These things do matter. Kedkar says, which team would you rather have? Team one. Here we go. Mahomes, Saquon, ETN, Justin Jefferson, Pittman, Kenneth Walker. Those are six players. Or team two, Herbert, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Waddle, Amari Cooper. Half PPR. Thanks for your help. Of course, Kedkar. You're welcome. Anytime. We're here to help you. You do know that, right? That's putting it mildly. It is putting it mildly. We're going to go as far as we can go for you, always. Yes, 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 yes. So, I think this has to do with the trade you brought up earlier in the show, Kedkar. I do have a memory. I do recall where we are and what we're doing most of the time. So, I think we looked at Herbert's schedule in the playoffs, and that's a good thing. And you got Christian McCaffrey, who's the man in San Francisco. So, Herbert, Saquon, McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Waddle, Cooper. Half PPR. I think I'm going to take that over Team 1. Because Saquon, I don't know if he could stay healthy the rest of the season. I've got some concerns there. He could be going down, downhill a little bit. Yeah, you can be shocked all you want, but it does happen. And then uh, Michael Pittman with what Indianapolis has going on there. Unless Matt Ryan gets put back in, Michael Pittman is in real trouble. So I'm going to go Team 2 there. Yeah, I'll go Team 2. Jamie says... uh. He's going to eat against the Bucs. I have a feeling that could change if the Bucs show up. The Bucs used to be known as an elite run defense. Not this year. So we're going to see what happens. Will Todd Bowles get it together? Will the defense get it together against Kenneth Walker III? In Seattle's outstanding rookie running back. He's going to be a stud. He's so He already is a stud. Man. I mean, he single-handedly beat Michigan last year in the Michigan-Michigan State game. He was everything. Look at Michigan State this year versus last year. One player left, and it's had a huge difference. Chad says, I'm trying to think when was the last time a redshirt wide receiver panned out long-term offhand. I can't think of one. Yeah, me neither. Good call. That's in reference to Jamison Williams. Carmine says, I have Eckler and ETN on my bench. Running backs would be Hunt and White. So, yeah, so if you traded Pierce and Judy for Amon Ra and Rashad White, then you would still have Eckler and ETN. That's, That's great. Yeah. Go for it. I think that is even more of a reason to do the trade now, Carmine. Make sure you subscribe, guys. Newcomers, subscribe to the channel here. And if you join the Discord for free, which I put the link in the live chat. If you scroll up, you'll find it. That's where you can ask questions even when we're not on the air. We will be here for you. 
Kedgar says, rest of season, what's your ranking of Saquon, McCaffrey, Etienne, and Walker, half PPR? Rest of season ranking? Let's see. Half PPR, I got to go. Christian McCaffrey first is number one. And probably Saquon number two, because even though he might slip in value, I think that injuries could be a problem here. But if that doesn't happen, he catches balls out of the backfield. So he's probably two. Then it's Walker three, and then Etienne four. Because Etienne has shown some real problems at times this year, catching the football. Remember that Commanders-Jacksonville game? That comes to mind. So, yeah, that's how I'd rate those four and a half PPR. So, uh, boy, guys, I tell you, betting-wise in the Seattle... Tampa game in Germany. I know that we can't trust ourselves. We can't. We can't trust ourselves in these European games. It's weird. Things are just different. You get out of uh, your routine. You know what I mean? Get trusted. So Seattle's getting two and a half. The Bucks are favored, even though Seattle's six and three. Oh, God. I think I'm taking. Oh, boy. I guess I'd take Seattle. I don't want to bet this game, though. No, I'm going to take the Bucs. Actually, I'll take the Bucs because I feel like they're going to... Seattle's been so good, but maybe they got to slow their roll a little bit here. And I think Todd Bowles and company might have a recipe for Geno Smith. So I'm taking the Bucs in the minus two and a half. And, you know, I can't think of anybody I don't want to start in this game. I'm starting everybody, fantasy-wise, because there's nobody who's really limited in my view. All right, let's go to Vikings-Bills. The Vikings and the Bills... It looks like it's going to be Case Keenum most likely. This is a minus three and a half spread. The Vikings are getting three and a half. I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to take the Vikings in the three and a half. Because I, even if Josh Allen was starting, the Vikings just, they battle. And if they lose this game by a field goal, I've got that hook. And that's what I need. I need that hook. That's what matters. So I expect Case Keenum to start. Remember, Case Keenum, he was the man in Minnesota. He's the guy who threw the pass in the Minnesota Miracle to Stephon Diggs, who is the wide receiver. In Buffalo, Keenum's got tons of weapons here. Even if Allen can't go, I think it'll be a testament to how talented Buffalo is that Keenum will be able to slide in here and lead the Bills to victory. I would start Case Keenum. I really would. No doubt about it. I'm starting all of the pieces on the Buffalo side. Um, You know, Singletary to me is always a mystery and a mess. I might not start Singletary. I'd probably look for other options at running back. But with Minnesota, I'm starting Cook. I'm starting Hawkinson now. I ripped on Hawkinson when he got traded because he'd been such a bad lion. But his performance right out the gate last week, 10 catches, 70 yards, that's a big deal. So Hawkinson's a must-start now, and obviously Justin Jefferson, and so is Adam Thielen. All right, Lions, my bozo Lions are taking on the Bears in Chicago. It could be cold that day. I know it'll be cold. For the rest of the season, what's your... Yeah, I just ranked these guys. Okay, I'm moving on. I already read that one. Uh, Mind Jedi. Ill Mind Jedi? Ooh, that's a cool name. I like that. Welcome to the show, Ill Mind. Make sure you subscribe. Love to have you here. We got to give a shout out to Ill Mind. Woo! Welcome to Ill Mind! Newcomers. I love the newcomers. And a shout out. Should I trade away Kamara for Jamar Chase? I have Henry. That's good. Ramondre. That's good. And Gus. Eh. And Dobbins on IR. Okay, yeah, Dobbins. Who knows what we'll get with he comes back. I love J.K. Dobbins, too. I watched him destroy Michigan when he was in college, but some injury issues really piling up here for Dobbins early in his career. This is a keeper league as well. So, ill mind Jedi, should I trade away Kamara for Chase? Yes. Especially since it's a keeper league. Yep, absolutely. And considering all these other running backs you have, I think I would do it. I don't think you should even question it. 
do it now. I want Jamar Chase in a keeper league. I don't care who I give up. I mean, maybe a few names I do care I give up, but there's not many I would rather have in a keeper league than Jamar Chase. Absolutely do it now, and hopefully it gets accepted, and that deal becomes yours immediately. Do it. Do it now. What are you waiting for? Come on, kill me. You know what I mean? That's a great, great trade. That's a benefit for you. I think if you want to make money, you want to win your keeper league, and you want to have a good time, you want Jamar Chase on your squad. Absolutely. No way. Yes way. I agree. All right, so the Bears and the Lions are playing in Chicago in the Windy City, and it's a plus three affair. The Lions are getting a three points. The Bears offense and the Lions offense, this could be an entertaining game, but it will be cold on Sunday. But that shouldn't be any other weird weather as far as I know, just cold. So I'm going to I'm gonna take the Bears here, minus three. And I love Justin Fields. I love Darnell Mooney. I love Cole Komet. I don't think it was a fluke. He's They're getting back on track now. They're developing a rapport. I like Chase Claypool a little bit more now. Another week in this offense. He did catch a couple balls right out of the gate last week against the Dolphins. So that's good news. And then my Bozo Lions, you know, I mean, you're starting to moan raw. I don't know. DeAndre Swift is a real bummer right now. He's better on the fast track at Ford Field. This will be grass at Soldier Field. I don't know if I'm going to start Swift, frankly. I don't know that I am. I really don't. Start Jamal Williams. And, you know, if you are in a deeper league and you want to play some of the other Lions wide receivers, go ahead. But don't buy into the Lions defense after what happened last week. Do not play the Lions defense under any conditions at all. Okay? In fact, kind of like the Bears defense a little bit this week. Lions at Soldier Field. It's a different team than it is at home. All right. Broncos at Tennessee. The Broncos are plus two and a half at Tennessee right now. Some places you get them plus three. I really, I think Tannehill is going to be back this week, so that's huge. All right. Either way, I think about the coaching in this matchup, and maybe this will be overthinking it, and maybe it's becoming too public now, and I'm going too far to one side. But I'd much rather have Mike Vrabel rather than Nate Hackett. It's not even close, really. So I'm going to take. The minus two and a half with Tennessee at home, even though their passing defense can be suspect. Russell Wilson and company still haven't shown me. They pulled off that Bozo win in, in England against the Jags a few weeks back. That seems more lucky than anything else. But if it is a sign of change, if it is, then Broncos fantasy players are all going to be ascending in value. I don't. I still don't think wide receiver-wise I'm in on it. And, and by the way, now we've got the trade. Remember that... Chase Edmonds was brought into this backfield. So if you've got Murray, Edmonds, and Gordon, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I don't know why you'd want to be in business with it. If anything, I'm sticking with Latavius Murray because he got a lot of carries. But that's it. Uh, if Edmonds didn't show anything in Miami, I don't know what he's going to show with Nate Hackett now in Denver. I'd be very suspect of starting any of those other running backs for Denver. But for Tennessee, you're starting Derrick Henry. And I'm starting Robert Woods. I think, well, actually, no, I'm not. I don't, I don't think I can. Nope. If Tannehill starts and plays this game, Denver's defense on the passing side is really, really good. They got kind of torched by ETN and even by Brees Hall a few weeks ago in the game that Brees Hall got hurt in was lost for the season. So maybe the Denver defense can be run on a lot more, and I'm sure that Rabel's going to try to attack that rushing defense. But they still got the corners that matter. Denver's corners are elite. They're really good. And it's going to be tough for Robert Woods to break free there. But if Robert Woods is more healthy, maybe there's some opportunity. I think it's a long shot. If you want to start Robert Woods in your leagues, go ahead. I don't know if I can really sell that to you, though. I I just don't know if I can. All right. So Chad says, uh, no Lenny is losing touches rest of season. 
and dust beyond this season. So you're not a fan of Leonard Fournette anymore. Okay, fine. Because Craig Kedkar got offered a trade. Lenny Fournette for Javante Williams and a first-round pick. This is dynasty. Um, so you get Leonard Fournette, you're giving up Javante and a first-round pick? I don't think I want to do that. Javante is still going to be a good player. He's a great player. It sucks he got hurt this year, but I don't think... It's not a career killer by any means. Plenty of players could bounce back from ACLs. So I don't think I would do that. I don't want Leonard Fournette on my team in Dynasty at all. I agree with Chad. Ilman Jedi, thank you for the advice. I see you're very informative and entertaining. Subscribe. Booyah! All right! Woo! Thank you, my friend. I'm so glad that you did that. That makes my day. You know that? Round of applause for you. Join that Discord. It's totally free, by the way. And you can talk football and baseball, fantasy sports, uh, gambling, food, uh, movies, Russell Crowe, anything you that's on your mind. You can talk about it in the Discord. Uh, Burks will be starting this weekend. Traylon Burks is back. Um, yeah. I think we need to see a week first. It's a really bad matchup, in my opinion, to get excited about Traylon Burks. And I love Traylon Burks. I have him in my uh, Devi League. So... Let's wait a week on Burks. I'm going to lock that in right there. So, Kedgar says, best live stream I've seen for sure. Well, thank you very much, Kedgar. My man. Yeah, I feel like we're a hidden gem here. We've been around for a few years. We, I did only baseball, and I finally decided to bring... I've been playing fantasy football since 1999. So, it's not new to me, but it, it was time to bring football into the fold. When we're not talking baseball, we could talk football. And that'll just keep us going all year long on the Plotso Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. You Follow us on Twitter, please. Me too. And subscribe to the YouTube and the Discord. If you want to go even farther, the Patreon starts at three bucks. You can find all that stuff at Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on the Twitter. Utah. There we go. Give me two. Yep. Okay. I said that before. Moving on. Jaguars at the Chiefs. Jaguars are getting nine and a half. I'm taking the nine and a half right now. Lock it in. Now, the Chiefs could roll the Jaguars, but I think the Jaguars offense can keep them in the game. I really do. And sometimes the Chiefs. At home here, or even on the road, they've had some games where it's been challenging. Doug Peterson, does he know Andy Reid? He does. Doug Peterson and Andy Reid, very tight. So, I like the Jags. I don't think they'll win, but I'm taking those points. Uh, Fantasy-wise, everybody, play them all. Play all the Jags. Etienne, Kirk, um, Second wide receiver for the Jags would be nice to see. Evan Ingram is a guy that I really thought could have a nice week last week, and he didn't. He's been limited in practice this week. Uh, Shout-out to my guy, Butt Levens, who has been obsessed with Ingram forever now, hoping to know if he'll start or not. But if Evan Ingram can give it a go, then you should start him in this matchup. You start all the Chiefs' weapons. I mean, the Jags can play good defense at times, but there's nothing here to indicate that you need to bench any of the Chiefs' starters. Running back-wise, You do what you got to do. You want to start Pacheco? Go ahead. You know, people thought there'd be more opportunities for him in the Sunday night game against Tennessee. That didn't happen. McKinnon, he can catch the balls out of the backfield sometimes. But there's just not enough there in a standard 12-team league for you to be risking anything with those backs in Kansas City. There just isn't. So, passing game-wise, start all the Chiefs. It's easy. But I'm taking the 9.5 and, and the Jags. All right, Cleveland's got Miami. This one's in the sweltering, humid heat of Miami. Southern Florida, A1A, Beachfront Avenue. Oh, my God. That is so old. That's a dated reference. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> I'm taking the Browns in the 3.5. 
Now, the Miami Dolphins are ascending, and they really are a legit playoff contender, and they are a threat to the Bills in their division even. But I'm taking the Browns on the three and a half because I think the win against Cincinnati was big for Cleveland. It gave them some confidence, and Miles Garrett was unleashed, and he's going to be on full display in this game. We're going to see Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb. That's a, those are two great pass rushers that we get to see in this game. And Jacoby Brissett could cost the Browns this game, and maybe I get burned. But I'm starting Amari Cooper. I'm starting Chubb. I'm starting Hunt. Yes, even though Hunt feels like he's unhappy there, but he's not going anywhere now. He's locked in there. I'm definitely starting Joku, and uh, maybe there's a Cleveland wide receiver beyond Cooper that you could rely on here. Maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones, maybe, maybe deeper leagues for sure. But... Um, Dolphins weapons, you got to start them all. I think Cleveland defense is really going to bring it this game. It should be interesting to see how this plays out because I expect the Cleveland defense to limit this Miami offense a little bit more than they've been limited. They've got some solid corners. They've got the pass rush. They can play with this offense. And Tyreek Hill will probably do his thing, but Jalen Waddle, he'll do all right. But I'm not starting the running backs. I'm not starting Mostert or Jeff Wilson, who will get more snaps as time goes on here. Uh, I would start Gusecki just for the hell of it, but I wouldn't be excited about it at all because there does not seem to be the same connection for Tua and Gusecki that he had with Bridgewater. So uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. So I actually think Cleveland defense might be playable here. They'll be really, really cheap in DFS this weekend because they're taking on such a juggernaut offensively. But I've been wrong before, so... You know, I admit that. Hey, guys, I've been wrong before. You know, what can I tell you? I make mistakes. I'm a human being. I don't always get flawless victories. What can I say? Flawless victory. Yeah, it's true. Oh, and Joku's still hurt? Oh, shit. Okay, well, I got that wrong. So, look at that. That's why we do the show together. Occasionally, I make a mistake. I start running my mouth. Thank you for clarifying, Chad. So, and Joku's not available. Got it. Uh, Elias says, would you trade Mixon for Cooper and Swift? Joe Mixon coming off. His legendary five-touchdown game it was incredible. Yeah, it blew people's minds. You get Cooper and Swift. Ah, this is a tough one. I mean, Mixon at the height of his value, and you get Swift. Swift could do what Mixon does rest of season, but the injuries are such a bummer. And with Jamal Williams there, I mean, it's clearly Mixon's backfield. Mixon is the guy. And it's so difficult to give up these guys who have the volume or that you know you can count on the volume from them. That's the challenge, right? That's, as Chad says, this is uh, really, really close. Jamie says, uh, I was going to say, I don't, yeah, okay, thank you, Jamie covered that. But for this trade, I'm going to leave it up to you. I think I'd like to hang on to Mixon because he gets so much volume and I can trust that. But if Swift gets healthy and starts doing his thing, he could equal some point values as that Mixon does. Plus, you get Amari Cooper, who's only going to have a better season as time goes on once uh, what's his fuck face comes back. So, yeah, that's tough. Jamie says, I would keep Mixon myself. I'd pass on that to trade. It also depends on the playoff matchups. Yeah, that's some good information there. I think we've covered that. We fleshed that out. We'll leave it up to you, Elias. Let us know what you do. By the way, if you guys end up doing these trades, let us know. You know, you can drop comments in this video after the video's over on YouTube, or you can pop on over to the Plotso Podcast Discord and tell us what you did and why you did it. How'd you do it? That's something we used to say in meetings. How did you do it? You know, it's one of those things people say. So that's fun. Oh, Elias also says, it's just my flex. 
So I don't like Curtis Samuel long-term, but I think Foreman is going to be good enough to flex rest of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Foreman is a must-start going forward. End of story. In like one of your running back slots. So to flex, hell yeah, absolutely. Unless you play, you know, one-point PPR. Now that would change things for me a little bit because I'd want to get somebody who could catch more balls. But yeah, I have no doubts about Foreman now. He's awesome. And Elias also says, Brees Hall injury really screwed me, but luckily found a gem in Foreman. Good for you, man. That is how you bounce back. In fact, that is ideal. You bounce back from that Brees Hall loss by picking up somebody like Foreman, and you just keep on rolling. And that's what you can do in the NFL. There's always a running back waiting in the wings, I'm telling you. It just takes an opportunity. And once McCaffrey was traded, that opportunity was created. Good for you, Elias. Glad to hear that, my friend. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Texans and Giants. Texans are getting five points, four and a half. Depends who you talk to. Giants are the favorite. I think the Giants have played way over their skis all season long, and it's hilarious. But, I mean, the Texans are terrible. But the Texans have actually played okay on the road at times. They did beat Jacksonville on the road 13-6. to But Davis Mills, career-wise, has been horrendous on the road. And Brian Dayball is just a smarter coach. So this could be a close game. This could be like a three, a field goal or a four-point game. So I could see he's taking the Texans to the points. But I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to take the Giants minus four and a half. And I'm starting everybody on the Giants side that is valuable. Of course, Saquon. and uh, Darius Slayton, I think, is a must-start here. And Danny Dimes, yeah, start him. Use him, especially in Superflex. He's a must-start in Superflex as your second quarterback, without a doubt. And then on the Houston side, you start Damian Pierce. And after that, <laughs> I don't know what else I can recommend because the Giants could be annoying defensively. And Davis Mills has been so bad on the road. Uh, Nico Collins still has an injury issue. Uh, uh, Chris Moore had a touchdown last time out on Thursday Night Football. He's a sneaky cheap play. I do like Chris Moore a little bit in deeper leagues. And if you have a bye, you need to fill out. Chris Moore is serviceable. But Brandon Cooks, eh. I mean, he didn't want to be there. So I don't know what the situation is there right now. It could be, could be uh, awkward. Uh, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> that's putting it mildly. All right, uh, Saints at the Steelers. The Saints are apparently favored in this game, but both teams have almost identical records. Andy Dalton on the road against Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I'm taking Mike Tomlin and the Steelers here. I'll take the one and a half points, but I'm definitely starting all the weapons. I'm starting George Pickens. We talked about him earlier in the show all day long. It's a Pickens fest. And Deontay Johnson, I I don't really care to start because, but he can't be this bad. He can't be this bad. So I think you got to start him if you have him. And you might need to, depending on your bye week situation. Najee Harris, he's going to score a couple of fantasy points, but nothing to write home about. I don't see why he would break out suddenly. And then on the Saints side, you know, I feel like the Saints maybe need to go back to Jameis Winston here. Open up the offense, take a risk. I don't know why Andy Dalton is this certitude lock that needs to start every week. I don't get that. I'm still starting Chris Olave for sure. I'm starting Kamara for sure. I'm starting Juwan Johnson for sure. That much I do know. All right, Colts at the Raiders. The Colts at the Raiders. This should be a game... Uh, Ooh, uh, Chad says, if I could find it, I'd take over 350 combined rushing yards in that Giants game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it could be a very heavy running affair for sure. Chad also says, TJ Watt is back versus Dalton, so it's going to be ugly when the Saints and the Steelers go head-to-head. Good call on that. TJ Watt is a huge factor. He's a ma- He is an X-factor. He is the X-factor. 
Watt, I'll, I'll be starting him. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Is that like whoop, whoop? Or like whoop, whoop? I don't know what that means because it's in verbal form. But the Colts are in Las Vegas, and it's minus four and a half. Raiders, who just lost after going up 17 to nothing on the road against Jacksonville. We saw first-half dominance from Carr and Devontae Adams, and it was so wonderful. And then it died. It just died. And the Colts looked really, really bad, so much so that they lost their head coach. So is it all uphill from here for the Colts? Does Jeff Saturday know what he's doing? I thought Sam Ellinger would be a better fantasy quarterback, but he's been terrible. It's been really bad. There's no Deion Jackson, and Jonathan Taylor has not been available. It's been a nightmare for the Colts, but it's been so bad. Doesn't it have to get a little bit better eventually? You know what I mean? I mean, that's how I look at things. And Jonathan Taylor practiced today, so he should be ready to go against this Raiders defense, which can be run upon a little bit. So starting Jonathan Taylor, yes, you are. And you are going to start... I can't recommend Pittman. I can't. I can't do it. You can start Sam Ellinger in a super flex if you got bye weeks you need to fill in for, but I don't know why. Sam Ellinger is someone who's not shown any reason to be given the starting job. Yes, I said it. Lock it in. It's obvious now, and I was pro Ellinger for a minute, but it looks like, oh, Chad's got a stat here. Raiders overtook the Lions for the worst expected pass yards per attempt. Oh, my God. Is that true? What a nightmare that is. That is just awful. Anytime you pass the Lions in something, that's not good. Keg Carr says, start Lockett or Pittman this week? Well, I'm starting Lockett. Easy call. Yep. I need to see something from the Colts offense. We need to see what they are. You could take a risk and roll the dice because the Raiders defense ain't that great. They do play better at home, but I'm taking Lockett because I just know he's a better talent in terms of an opportunity. Pittman is really talented. I don't want to dismiss him in any way. But I'm taking Lockett. Even though I think the Bucs are going to win that game and Seattle might slow their roll a bit. But at the same time, there's no reason to indicate that Seattle will slow down. So I might just be trying to jump ahead of the trend before it happens. And I admit that. And Kedgar says, Pittman's such a letdown this year. Absolutely, Kedgar. Total letdown. Massive. There was a moment there. He had a big game. And it was, all right, Pittman season is happening. And then it died along with Matt Ryan and everybody else. So the Colts are a mess, and Ursay has got his hand way, way too much on the steering wheel. He's overly, he needs to let more people manage the situation. It's delegation. He's micromanaging too much, and I think that's why Frank Reich was probably happy to leave, quite honestly. So, all right. In this game, though, I think the Colts will show life. I'm going to take the Raiders in the four and a half, though. That I'll lay it, see if it flies. There's no reason. The Colts' defense has been good. And they were actually good against the Patriots in the first half last week, but it kind of fell apart in the second half. The Colts' defense is decent. So I actually think Josh Jacobs will be up against it, against that rush defense. And I wouldn't blame you if you want to go elsewhere this week. If you bench Jacobs, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I really wouldn't. you got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them, etc. So be aware of that. Colts defense is solid against the run. The pass, Devontae Adams should be solid. I know Mac Holland's season should be in full effect because I think Renfro is going to be out, right? And uh, we know Darren Waller, never he never plays anymore. So 
Uh, Mac Hollins is definitely the man, and he should be owned everywhere. Yeah, Renfro's on the IR even, so he's out. He is out, out, out. Mac Hollins sees him big time. Start, start, start. Mac Hollins everywhere you can. Everywhere and then some. Okay? All right, Cowboys to the Packers. The Packers are a joke, a total fraud. Aaron Rodgers maybe needs to be benched soon. That's what Greg Jennings said this week, his former teammate. That soon enough, you got to bench Rodgers to find out what you have with Jordan Love. Even though it kind of seems like we already know what we have with Jordan Love. Remember that start last year? Ooh, he got to start that one game. I think it was against Kansas City. Not great. Cowboys are four and a half point favorites in Lambeau. That is wild. It would seem like an easy call to take the Packers in the plus four and a half here, right? But I'm not so sure it is. I think you might have to take Dallas in the minus four and a half because there's no reason to indicate that the Packers. Actually, you know what? It just popped in my head. I'm going to take the Packers in the four and a half. Aaron Rodgers threw two dumb goal line picks. He also threw a touchdown pass to Alan Lazard, essentially, but they called it down at the one-inch line. Looked like he was in, though. It was a long bomb pass. It was a 50-yard pass. So you look back and see what actually happened in these games. Don't just look at the final score or the final fantasy result with each player. Look at what really went down. What could have been different? I know we don't like to play shoulda, coulda, woulda, but in the NFL, that stuff does matter because if you know that a team was on the precipice of scoring more or if they screwed themselves with silly turnovers that shouldn't normally happen, then you can see opportunities and advantages in the next week. So I'm going to take the Packers with a four and a half, and I'll start Aaron Jones. And I'll start Robert Tanyan. And wide receiver-wise for the Packers, that's tough. Start Alan Lazard. And after that, I don't know. I mean, Romeo Dobbs is out now. That sucks. That's a total bummer. On the Dallas side, Packers defense is not scary. So start every fantasy-relevant person on Dallas's side. I can't think of somebody I wouldn't play. It's Dalton Schultz, and you start Dak, and you, I guess you start Zeke. I don't know if I love Zeke this week. I know Pollard feels frustrated like he doesn't get more snaps. He had the great game when he got let loose a few weeks ago. Because Deke was, or Zeke was out, and that was great. So start Pollard anyways. Why not? I don't think you can start A.J. Dillon, though, on the Packers' side. I said start Aaron Jones, but I'm not starting Dillon. I need to see that there's opportunities here for both to eat before we can get back on track with those two. Yeah, I can lock that in. That's a lock. Uh, right here. Blah, 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 blah. Two more games, folks. and we're Oh, Jamie says Dallas wins this one. Lock it in. Booyah. Okay, fair enough. Chad says it's Cowboys versus Packers. Packers went on a Hail Mary to Tanyan, just like it always happens. <laughs> yeah, right. That's good. That's funny. I like that. That's that's a bold call out there, Chad. <laughs> yeah, literally every Rodgers win versus Dallas is on a Hail Mary, it seems. Okay, yeah. Well, then, hey, as a guy who's seen the Lions lose on a Hail Mary to Aaron Rodgers, I feel that. I really do. All right. Jack's here. What's up, Jack? Jack says Lockett at Tampa Bay or Kirk at KC. I'm going to go Kirk at KC. I am. Kirk is Lawrence's absolute number one target. He wants to get him the ball. He loves that guy. And I think I'd rather play him than Lockett in Germany. Just because the uncertainty when teams go out to Europe and play these games. Time zones change. Routines change. And Lockett's a really talented player. And I love Seattle this year. It's been a great ride. I've talked about this on the show earlier. But I think I'm going Christian Kirk over Lockett this week. Maybe I'll come to regret that, but I'd rather take on the Kansas City defense than the Tampa Bay defense, even if Tampa Bay has not been up to snuff this year. That's my two cents there. 
Lock it in. Chad says, Kirk might be wide receiver one this week. Yeah, okay, there we go. There's some support for playing Christian Kirk over Lockett. That's that's what I like to see right there. Woohoo! Yes, thank you, Chad. Uh, alrighty, so a couple more games and I'm going to leave, folks. Thanks for being here on the Plotso Podcast. It's great to be doing the show as always. We had killer interaction in the live chat. All you newcomers again, please subscribe. Also hit up the Discord. It's totally free. Pop in there, Plotso Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Very simple. All right, Cardinals at Rams. This is a game that's going to be awful, an awful game. This will be the worst game of the week, I think. Bears-Lions will be way more entertaining than this piece of shit. And That's putting it mildly. It sure is, James. Uh, Cardinals are getting three points. I'm going to take the Rams, even though the Rams are just lost. Sean McVay's a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. He is. So he's going to find a way here. And Kyler, what's the deal there? We've got mystery brewing here. Uh, is he depressed? Is he sad? Does he feel like he needs some time away? I don't know. But hamstrings are a big deal, especially for a quarterback like Kyler Murray. And if he doesn't go, I mean, you could lock in this point spread now. Take the minus three because it'll go up if Kyler doesn't play. Do it now. Do it now. So do it. But neither defense is fearful here. I'm playing all the fantasy-relevant players otherwise. You know, the James Connors, D-Hop, Zach Ertz, of course. I don't care who plays quarterback. I think I still want to play all the Cardinals' ancillary weapons. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, even if Kyler doesn't play. Um, that's a tough call, but I'm going to lock that in. Matthew Stafford, is he's hurt. He's not healthy, so take that into consideration. But he'll still throw the ball to Cooper Cup 10 times a game. Allen Robinson's an afterthought. Van Jefferson, I thought, would be a lot more fun, and he, he dropped that big ball last week. He continues to make these big drops in big situations, so I'm officially off the Van Jefferson bandwagon. I was a huge fan of Van Jefferson once upon a time, but Van, you lost me, dude. You talk shit, and you didn't back it up. That's a cardinal sin in this world. All right, Chargers at the Niners. Chargers are getting seven points. The Niners, heavy favorites here. Seven points. Herbert's a better quarterback than Garoppolo. I'm taking the seven points. Even though the Chargers, they don't play well, and somehow they eke out these wins. But there's something about the Chargers that they can always be in a game, even if Brandon Staley's a moron, because they have Justin Herbert. He can keep people, he keeps his team in the game, no matter what. I think the 49ers will win this game, but I'm taking the Chargers plus seven. And defensively, woo. It's party time. This should be McCaffrey's best game of the season by far. The Chargers' run defense is horrific. It always is horrific. You got to start every running back possible. CMC should have a field day against this Chargers defense, which is just total, total trash. It should be a flawless, dominant victory without a flawless doubt. Flawless victory. I mean, they suck. They, they really do. I mean, they're so bad. We're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. Chargers' run defense never gets better. And... When you think about all the players that the Chargers run defense could go against this weekend, I think one of the last players they'd want to face is CMC. Intense. So, yeah, I'm taking the. I'm going to take the Chargers in the seven points, but I'm starting CMC, and I'm starting all the weapons. I'm starting Brandon Ayuk. I'm starting. I'm not starting Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think. Unless it's super flex, you're on a buy, and you need somebody to slide in there. It's not a terrible play. But you're starting Justin Herbert. You're playing Eckler. You're playing Josh Palmer. You're playing Gerald Everett. Um, Bandy 
Bandy's an interesting guy. You know, a uh, wide receiver for the Chargers. Reminds me of the bandy track from There Will Be Blood. You know, everybody's got to get the bandy track to finally secure the pipeline. And he's got to go through hell. He's got to go to Eli's church and get slapped in the face and get water poured on him. The bandy track. Michael Bandy. Yeah, he caught five balls last time out against Atlanta. It's targeted eight times. Michael Bandy, sneaky play there. Remember Michael Bandy, okay? Until, of course, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are in the fold. That will matter. There's something there. Uh, Jim says, sit one, full PPR. Lazard, Kirk, Judy. Sit one. I'm sitting Judy. Again, I'll start Lazard and Kirk. And I know the Packers are a mess, but Lazard is Rodgers' go-to guy now. He is absolutely, he's all he's got, really. He's got Tanyan, but yeah. Uh, Jamie says, by the way, that he's going to bench Herbert over Jimmy G this week. Hey, all right, go get him, man. Go get him. Chad says, final question, how much money will I make betting against Syracuse for the third straight week? I got to tell you, I'm taking Syracuse because they're getting so many points at home. Florida State is not some dominant force. So I, I commend you for making money by betting against Syracuse, but not this week. No way. I'm not seeing it. Syracuse at home against Florida State, they can beat them outright. They really can. And I took Cuse and the seven points, I believe. Jim says, I started more in Foreman this week. Should have benched more for Judy or Lazard. No way. It's, it's DJ Moore. You, you can't play shoulda, coulda, woulda now, Jim. Don't do that to yourself. You, you know, you're a good man. You know this game, and DJ Moore was a great play. I would have started DJ Moore against Atlanta. So don't let the hindsight get the best of you. You put the best players out there that you have on your team with the best matchups that you think will happen. But any of those guys can screw you every week. We see it every week in the NFL. That's why the NFL and fantasy football are so damn frustrating. I mean, the NFL product is kind of shit. It really is. Last night's game was kind of shit. DJ Moore should have done more, but it didn't happen. And it's not your fault, though, Jim. Don't blame yourself. Chad says, they got blown out by Pitt, though. Uh, Blown out's a strong term. I mean, it's not like Pitt scored 40 points. Syracuse is struggling right now. Notre Dame, after that Clemson loss, Syracuse is reeling. I'll give you that, Chad. But I'm going... Now that Syracuse is getting seven points at home, that's too many points at home. I'm taking those points. I'm not saying Syracuse wins, but I'm taking the points. All right, and then the, uh, all right, that's it. I don't do the Monday night game because I like to talk about that separately because it's on a different day. So I'll leave it there. But uh, if you want uh, my lean, Washington's getting 11 goddamn points. That's a lot of points. Washington's not terrible. I'm taking the 11 points in the commanders on that side. I will tell you that. All right, there it is. That is today's Palazzo podcast. We did it. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius, genius, genius. It's been fun. This is a great show. I'm so glad. I'm going to get on a consistent schedule now. I know I've said this before, but I'm home for the holidays. I'm not going anywhere the rest of the year. We're going to lock in this show consistently. I want to do a Tuesday show, and I want to do a Thursday or Friday show. So two shows during the week there. But when we're not on the air, and, of course, we do the Wednesday Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the YouTube. And it's on Twitch, and you can catch it there or in podcast form later on. You'll have fun. Oh, Uncle Tom has a question real quick. Half PPR need wide receiver two. Alvin for A.J. Brown straight. Should I? So he needs a second wide receiver. Alvin for A.J. Brown. Hmm. Kamara for Brown. 
I would like to have A.J. Brown if you need a wide receiver too. Half PPR though, Kamara's value does matter. But if some reason they go back to Jameis Winston, Kamara's value does shrink a bit. It does cause a bit of a concern, right? So, half PPR, I think I might do it. I think I might take Brown. I'll give up Kamara for Brown. What do you guys think about this? Oh, by the way, Chad says, big show on Monday. Yeah, that's right, Eric Cross. We got the Eric Cross show on Twitch on Monday live. It's going to be a great show, 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. Please don't miss that show. Eric Cross, the prospects guru himself, who's back from Arizona Fall League. I was literally sitting next to him on Sunday while we watched the Arizona Fall League All-Star Game. We were right there behind home plate. Me, Eric Cross, and Paul Spore doing our thing. It was awesome. Jamie says, you better get me on the show sometime with Chad. Well, that's Chad's show. He does what he wants to do, so I don't interfere. See? Just like I told Jim Irsay, don't micromanage. I delegate. I don't micromanage. It's very important. All right, it's been great doing the show with you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great NFL weekend. Remember, the Discord will be in there all weekend long, so even though I won't be on the air, we can talk start sits, anything, trades, whatever you need. The Palazzo Pazzo, Palazzo Pazzo, Palazzo Podcast Discord, two L's, two Z's. Utah. I put the link in this live chat, so I put it twice. Go back and look through the live chat, find that link, and join our Discord so you can get your questions answered up until kickoff on Sunday, week 10. All right. What a great time it's been. Thanks, guys. I love doing the show with everybody. So much interaction today. It makes the show so much better when that happens. I'll turn it over to Russell Crowe. This is the official fantasy sports podcast of the one and only Russell Crowe. Bye-bye. right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.